about to have a cool time on episode 149 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. On the podcast today, we have resident bear whisperer, Ryan Holtz. Hey, check me out on YouTube. 370 views and counting. Do you want to you give a little context for that uh, epithet today, Ryan? Um, you know, sometimes you're up in a mile-high observatory on top of a mountain in Southern California, and you're with a tour group that contains both elderly people and very young children, mm-hmm. and a uh, bear starts roaming around somewhere off in the distance, and you're just like, shit, it's a bear, and you're like zooming in as close as you can to get like a cool picture, and you're thought never really crosses your mind that like what if it gets even closer than that and all of a sudden it takes a turn once once the people inside the museum desperately like close the door at the last second and starts uh heading your way and you don't really know what to do so you pull out your camera and start recording and then uh next thing you know you're about six feet away just face to face with a uh you know a, a top of the food chain predator. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of in a staring contest with you, and you don't know what to do because no. there's young children nearby and no one's really doing anything. And you're one of the, you're, you're you know the biggest guy yeah. in the group, and you're just like, well, I can't just like run <laughs> or like. So you start making rules for yourself, like, well, if it comes off the ledge, you. It's time to start screaming and getting big and trying to scare it away. And then a car comes by and scares it away and everything ends. Yeah. So, yeah, brief two minutes of pretty weird shit going on. But, yeah, the uh, Ryan, Lucas, friend of the podcast, Ian, and uh, friend of the podcast, Angel, <laughs> had, a, had a fun experience with uh, Ursula. Ursid or whatever the fuck. You know, we as millennials. Yeah, we as millennials joke a lot. Yeah, you know what? Wouldn't be so bad if we died. And then, uh, yeah, you're in a situation where you come away from it thinking, huh, pretty glad I didn't get mauled to death by apple cider the bear today. (laughs) That is one of my top uh, tweets that I've seen in like maybe all time. Of some teenager at the height of the fucking pandemic just said, What the fuck are you millennials complaining about? I thought this is what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us millennials, we love to be hyperbolic about death. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was honestly afraid to die personally. I was definitely afraid of seeing a small child get. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> taken. And like, I'm. <laughs> right there with you you're very aware in that situation of okay i cannot express any like threat to this animal right now but also how do i fight this thing if i need how do i get a child Mm -hmm. away from this thing if i need to right no it was like everything seems chill Mm -hmm. so probably don't want to upset that nope (laughs) uh and then the, the, the like, well, 
I've got an old woman hiding behind me. I've got my girlfriend behind me. <laughs> There's a family, a full-blown family that's kind of been separated from the group artificially by the fact of us moving and for them some for some reason not following us. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a lot of variables coming into your head. And the, the one that I think provided me with sanity was if it, if it comes off the wall, it's time to really start putting up a fight. Like, if it comes off the wall, it's time to, time to go on the offensive because all, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good times. Everyone, everyone, everyone watch the video. <laughs> I cannot believe you guys wild. missed out on your opportunity to uh, bare knuckle box a bear. You kick, could, man. Just kick that shit. No, it, you could bear knuckle box a bear. It's It'll never happen again. Your moment is gone. You could barely avoid getting your arm ripped off. <laughs> People real. I'm telling. That was what I was saying to them. I was just like, people underestimate how strong our fucking legs are. <laughs> like, if you catch any like dog, or, I mean, that bear was like the size of a very large dog. Yeah. So like, you know, bad, but not a full blown like grizzly bear where it's like you're literally not going to do anything to it. Nah. If you catch something like that with a well placed kick in the teeth, it's not gonna keep fighting. Like it's. Just gonna it's say, not oh, worth it. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Jesus. What the fuck? As it runs away, like, yeah, we we kick hard, man. <laughs> and like, okay, if a bear puts a small child in its mouth, the only thing I can do is like kick it in the ribs, hope that makes it drop the child and not bite down harder. <laughs> and then either take the kid and run away, or keep wailing on the bear because it is just going to scoop up this now wounded child like nothing (laughs) no at at that point you get another kick in you grab the kid you throw it like a football to the mom the mom catches it in stride yeah randall cobb on fourth and eight yeah and just breaking free of coverage on the other side ryan and ian come out like the cut and you just run a train (laughs) on this bear it's just it's like season two finale of the boys except yeah. that just wail on this fucking bear this teenage uh struggling bear that is struggling due to circumstances outside of its control with wildfires and shit like that droughts Fuck. yeah no it bit someone the weekend before we were there um, didn't sound too severe, but it did no. bite someone. Uh, I saw a bear attack, and I looked at the footage, and I was like, "Oh, it just kind of went after some food, and then they scared it away." Mm-hmm. But apparently, it got a it got a bite in. <laughs> didn't notice that. And then I also saw a Mount Wilson bear attack, and I was like, "Oh, it was on the same mountain." They left out the part where it was literally in the exact same observatory that we were in, <laughs> and it was just the exact same bear. So yeah, yeah. Poor apple cider, the bear. Hopefully they don't kill it. Hopefully they're able to just relocate it and it stops coming right up to people because it doesn't give a fuck. Because a bunch of people probably fed it at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Also on the podcast today, these are still the introductions. A man who never doubted for a second that the Bucks were elite. Andrew Clark. 
I know the uh, the Bucks are elite. Yeah. Uh, no reason to worry. I was not absolutely panicked out of my fucking gourd going into the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all is all right. Stephen Why? A. showed up to Milwaukee despite saying that he wouldn't. <laughs> and the uh, Bucks won. David Bakhtiari showed up, chugged beers like he normally does, but brought his dad along. His dad's just an old man with a mustache. And he chugged a beer like a champ. It was pretty cool. Hmm. Good game. Need, need about three more like it. We need exactly three more like it. Bucks and six. Bucks and six! Uh, also, hello everyone. My name is Lucas DeRider. I am also here today realizing that I think my life in California is going to just be non-stop wild shit. It's all it's all that's just going to keep happening to me when while I'm here. And I say bring it on. It's the place where stuff happens, man. Apparently. You came on. There is something to it. Like it's. I'm assuming it's the same thing with New York when people mm-hmm. are like, it's kind of just the place where shit goes down. Well, it's LA is basically that. Like it's just you're in the middle of things, man. Shit goes down. It's fun. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird, plenty of weird stuff in news of the week. The new Nintendo Switch model is real. It's called the Nintendo Switch parentheses OLED. Am I, am I saying that right, Andrew? No, it's Nintendo Switch parentheses OLED model parentheses. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Why are people so bad at naming consoles? Like, I Sony, don't know. Sony is literally in a league of their own. They're the only ones that are just and, like, increase the number by yeah, one. What uh, the fuck? So, Sony is absolutely elite at naming their consoles. And <laughs> they're it's just not. Because, they're just the no, only no, passable And that's one. just because, yeah. in comparison, no one else realizes you can just n- increase them numerically. Yeah. And the fucking Wii U and now this, they're repeating <laughs> yeah. the exact same mistake. Yeah, I. <sighs> Nintendo Switch OLED model is so fucking bad. I mean, Nintendo Switch Lite, that's. It's just simple. It's passable. Yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's a l- smaller version of the Nintendo Switch. This. Okay, we can we can get into the concept of just putting a slightly better screen on your console and marketing it as a whole new fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But like Nintendo Switch OLED model. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. The X the, the Xbox One X, as bad as it is, works. Yeah, the, the PS4 Pro, like everyone knows what that means. Nintendo Switch Plus. You you can find ways. Why the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it would be like if the Xbox Series S is wait is it the Series S or Series X? I honestly forgot. Both. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it would be like if the Xbox Series X was called like the Xbox, uh, one point one gigabyte solid state drive or some shit. 
Like, what yeah. the fuck? It is... So, the big change is that it displays in 1080p while in handheld mode. Has a slightly bigger screen. I don't think it... I don't know if it right? does display in 1080p. I thought that was the change. I think, it's, the, just, I think it's just brighter. I, I, I don't believe that's... <laughs> I don't think it's just bright. I don't think they just added more light. Um, um, in what will be a surprise for the last few months of uh, speculation, the device resolution remains exactly the same at 1280 by 720. Yeah, they didn't even... Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Yeah. This is not the 4K <laughs> Switch many have been hoping for. People wanted a fucking 4K Switch. Dude. People, I thought people Did just wanted under- a fucking 1080 Switch. Yeah. Do they even understand graphics? Like, you yeah. can't jump from a 720 to 4K in the same uh, form, whatever, or what, what's yeah. it called? Structural form. I think some people thought there was going to be a... graphics card in there. It was going to be fine. That, that would fix it. I know that a lot of people thought that they were going to, like, change the processor and make it a little bit more powerful, or at least, like, increase the memory. So I think this actually might have a bigger memory, but I'm not positive. Um, but yeah, Up to it's... 64, but that's not it's much. Not yeah. yeah. And so I don't know exactly how people thought the Nintendo Switch Pro was was going to work, but needless to say, people were disappointed. I don't give a shit. I mean, on some level, I'm grateful that I don't have to buy, like, a middle-step console for Nintendo, for Nintendo games. Like, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to look like how Breath of the Wild 2 is going to look no matter what I play it on. So that's reassuring. No, but it'll be brighter on the OLED model. I only <laughs> play games like that on my TV. Is also kind of true. Dimension yeah. of all this, yeah. Um, At least on the first run through, I'm assuming, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. You might you might do a uh, a rerun on on handheld mode on the plane someday, but absolutely. That's that's literally the only reason I want to switch. Can I rent mm-hmm. a switch? For flights, that's the only thing I want to do. Like, Hit me up. I know, you got to use your Switch. And Lucas, you play your Switch too much for me to borrow it for a week. Like, I, okay, Skyward Sword is coming out. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry about that. Okay, on, no, yeah, I'm not going to borrow your Switch. There's so many people that use it like, <laughs> once a month or something. Like, Ironically, um, my Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons finally crapped out. And I had to send them into Nintendo for everyone's repairs. Right? Yeah, no, like the the joysticks are just fucked. It's like not even playable anymore. Did you? Um, I I sent them in to Nintendo for repairs, and they're probably not going to be back before I have to actually take a flight later this month. Oh no! You can connect a normal controller still though when it's in I don't, handheld mode. I don't. Right? I don't have one. I almost you don't have exp- any other controllers. No. Not not some are not all of them are compatible with the Switch. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but, but no. I I mean you've had a Switch for how many years and yeah. really that, it's impressive honestly. Yeah. You know I rolling with just the OG Joy Cons. Yeah, and like the uh, the thing that comes with it that you snap the Joy Cons in, so it's like a regular controller. I have that, but that's not a controller. It's just a frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, have any I, GameCube controllers. I don't think those plug in you can buy like a little dongle ian has it It, it's actually pretty cheap to to use Um, i don't know if that would really work on the plane better than no switch at all yeah yeah oh um it has a little kickstand right you could put it on the tray and then play with a controller yeah so it's true 
the Nintendo Switch parenthesis OLED model on parenthesis does have a, like an improved kickstand as one of the selling points. Yeah. <laughs> the improved kickstand is the Holy dumbest thing shit. I've fucking heard. No, I will not tolerate this slander. <laughs> you guys didn't mention an improved kickstand. This changes fucking everything. The name forgiven 720p in the year 2021 forgiven new kickstand are you fucking are we talking metal did they build a metal kickstand honestly i don't even know Holy why they shit. went with oled model when they could have just gone with the obvious and had the nintendo yeah. switch improved kickstand model yeah nintendo switch parenthesis metal kickstand on parenthesis we're talking metal kickstand we're talking the full back of that switch gonna fold out Prop it up right, rock up, oh, earthquake proof, practically. Well, <laughs> don't sue Nintendo, don't sue. Um, yeah. Well. And, Andrew, when you sent your Joy Cons in, did you get put in like a queue for that, or did they give you a shipping label right away? They gave me one right away. Okay, I'm in a queue, and I imagine demand right. might but, be higher in California. Yeah, right. Well, isn't Ian? Didn't Ian also do it? Like all three of you mm-hmm. did this within like a month. So like. It must just be now's the time where switch switch Joy Cons die, right? Like if you got the if you got in early, probably. Yeah. Um. Part so of, that's why there's a bunch of demand now. I think part of it is because for a good chunk of the pandemic, they stopped doing it. They said like they they would not take repairs for a while, and now it's back open. And I think maybe that's why there were a bunch of people waiting to get them sent in. Um. Hmm. But mine, it's it's weird. Like mine's, I know you said that there might be more demand in California, but like mine got sent to New York. Oh. So uh, I don't I don't really know if it's regional. Are they actually? Why are they repairing them? First of all, can I just ask that? Like, why aren't they just replacing them? Might be <laughs> I feel cheaper. Like repairing them is really expensive. I. Uh, that's what Nintendo does. Do you up until like. 2017 i think if you had an original nes you could send that to nintendo and they would repair it free of charge i think that that makes sense because it's like there's no other options you can't (laughs) they're not going to send you a new nes like for every other tech company that i've ever experienced if something breaks Mm -hmm. and it's within warranty you send it in and you just get a new one and then they I'm assuming repair it and resell it as a refurbished item instead of like repairing your specific Joy-Con and then sending you back your specific Joy-Con just to speed up the process and make everything more efficient. I don't know. Yeah. But what can you do? Did you you should have like carved a little something into the Joy-Con to make sure that oh, you just shit, get yeah. yours back and they don't just um, send you some do- other random. It does have like two worn out spots on on the plastic that mm. I took note of, so I'm I'm going to know. You're going to put it to the test. Yeah. It's like what my mom's friends did back in high school apparently at Mexican restaurants where they would uh, where the, you know you'd get the chips brought out to your table and then they would like bury a napkin in the middle of it <laughs> to test whether or not the restaurant was just dumping the chips back in the vat that you didn't eat or whatever and then serving those to someone else. Okay. And then they, yeah, and they'd find napkins in their chips. Oh. And oh. <laughs> so they, yeah, the restaurant was just... That's a health code violation Recycling right there. those chips, man. It was oh, the 80s, it. man. Things were wild. 
Yeah, man. Too busy snorting coke to care about whether these were reused chips. You know, they would they would have loved fucking Chuck E. Cheese's and the reused pizza conspiracies. Right. You want to know what the Final Fantasy people aren't reusing, though? The font! The font! Screenshots from the upcoming Pixel remasters of the first Final Fantasy games have surfaced. And font bad. That whole statement was something that just... I feel like it entered my brain and left without touching a single fold. Look at this shit, though! Look at this! I'm trying to look at it and understand why it's bad. What what the fuck is that? Is is that Calibri? That's not fantasy. That's not a fantasy font. A fantasy font? Yeah, I mean, is it good? No, but like, I don't understand the offense, I suppose. I think it's just because this type of game, right? My brain is not trained to look for specific types of font for a JRPG. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know what? Back it out even broader. If you paid $140 for six games and all of them had this font, wouldn't you be a little upset? I mean... It's just a sans-serif font. Jesus. I, I physically... Exactly! It's just sans-serif! I'm, I'm literally unable to put myself in the headspace of someone who paid $140 for a pixel reboot of a game. I I, I I I've tried. I just tried for a good ten seconds and boy It's not possible, man. I hate it. It's clustered together, the kerning is awful, the spacing between different texts is blech. It's it's narrow. I, I will definitely say that it's narrow. It's not attractive. It's hard to read. Okay, come on. Wouldn't go that far. Oh, mm. I need my letters spaced out so I can read them all individually and then put them together as a word. I use well, Times New Roman in the planning doc, which is a awful font. Like, hold up, what? Yes. Times New Roman's fucking trash. What? Yeah, what Ariel's font better. did you type all of your college papers in? Yeah, because it's literally required. Yeah, no, it, like it that has was more to of a Times New Roman, yeah. double spaced this or is the single font spaced. Of scholars. And... No, it's literally so that they can make sure you're not shortchanging them on word or page count. <laughs> it's literally font of lazy college kids throwing together a paper at the last second. All right, well, you know what? Here, here, you fuck it. Have a have a lobster. You happy? Oh boy, no! This looks uh, like my uh, oh my high school friend who would change his uh, LG banter font to like this stupid ass cursive looking shit that was just like ah, made me want to die every time I saw his phone. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, that? dude, look! Yeah, dude, look! Uh, what do you think this message means?" And I'm just like, "Ah, like, I can't! I don't even want to read it!" Like. Read it to me. I, I don't want to look at your it's, fucking font, you, it, It's like you have to read it in an accent. It's like, Sarah says she won't go to the frozen yogurt store with me. Why would that bitch do something so stupid? <laughs> Who is that character? I don't know. 
pulled out of nowhere. Right. Also, he was he was a man, right? Yes. Saying this. Yes. He was recounting what Sarah said yes. in a text message. Yes. No, that's that's what uh that's what your friend sounds like when he reads cursive. Oh, and he's reading it to me because I can't read his text messages. I got it. Yeah, no, it was this is a fucking nightmare. No thanks. Nah. No cursive fonts, man. How about straight trash, homie? How about no director's cuts? What's no director's cuts? No, uh, no more director's cuts. Hideo Kojima doesn't like them and doesn't like the name Death Stranding director's cut. Apparently, I mean, all he said was that like a director's cut is usually just when something was taken out and the director wants to put it back in. He's like, this was. This is all additional content. This was not part of my original vision, and it got yeah. taken out because it was too much. It's just extra. Mm-hmm. God damn! Stop with the fucking fonts. So uh, even Hideo Kojima saying Death Stranding director's cut, not an actual actual director's cut. And one more interesting piece of information gleaned from this article is that apparently. The first director's cut was for the game Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's happy to be in such distinguished company. Absolutely. (laughs) There's no sarcasm whatsoever in that. Oh, and then last but not least for video game news, Matt Pat of Game Theory will continue to make Five Nights at Freddy's videos, despite the creator, Scott Cawthon, making considerable financial donations to conservative politicians. Matt Pat argues that the series is now much bigger than its creator. Also, you have to imagine Matt Pat likes making money. I love the Kotaku article's title. One of the biggest Five Nights at Freddy YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all <laughs> Fucking game theory is a Five Nights at Freddy's channel, baby. I don't know how many videos Game Theory has by now, but fifty of them are about Five Nights at Freddy's. Are they really? They've got a lot more than fifty, fam. Wait, like, are you fucking serious? Hundreds. Yeah. Uh, specifically about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Fifty. Fifty of their videos, including this one, Matt Pat just put up about Five Nights at Freddy's. Holy it's, shit! It's, they're, you know, it's. Hold on, it's definitely a huge part of the channel. Like, there's no doubt about that. But, I mean, he they do have hundreds and hundreds of... They, I, I, they must be in the thousands, right? They're an OG Oh, YouTuber. I thought you meant that he made hundreds of videos about Five Nights at Freddy's. No, no. I think they got about 50. I don't, I don't know how, many, how to see how many videos, but the channel's been around since 2009. Like, I'm guessing they've got over a thousand. Okay. Because I saw, like, when I briefly watched some game theory videos back in college i saw like four five nights at freddy's videos and i kind of thought that was all of them no 50 50 videos in the article yeah um okay if i go to game theorist channel hit oh wow they have yeah pretty fazbear in like the banner for the channel that hmm okay Alongside Anime Girl, Pixel Guy, Mario, and Pikachu. Doki Doki Literature Club. Monica is okay. more than an anime girl. Uh, okay. okay, so... Who's Pixel Guy? Um, Let me go back. 
Pixel guy is... is that a Stardew Valley, Andrew? No, no it's not. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So then there are five hundred eighty-three videos. Fifty of those snapped. So six hundred divided by fifty divided by six hundred. Mm-hmm. We're looking. It's like nine percent of their videos. Yeah. It's a lot. You'd call you'd call that a Five Nights at Freddy YouTuber? Honestly, percent of your videos. I don't know if I would, but after seeing how funny it sounds, I definitely would. <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to fuck with someone, then yeah. absolutely do it. But like, like actually saying that's a legitimate thing might be slightly different. He start he starts his video with. <sighs> This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> like every YouTuber apology video ever. But he, except he didn't fucking do anything. Uh, I mean, like, no. continuing he to, like... do conti- nothing. Yeah, I mean, continuing to, like, make money off this is, is definitely doing something. But it this is not him making an apology over something he did. This is him like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. I really gotta keep doing this. Even though <laughs> you guys aren't gonna like it. This really sucks. Yeah. Uh, nah, fuck this situation. Thankfully, nothing. We're not. We're not saying fuck anything else today, are we? That's just a theory. <laughs> a Nazi theory. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the Five Nights at Freddy's creator. Oh, uh, okay. I see. That'd be fun. If in every single video, disclaimer, uh, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's is a known Nazi, so probably don't buy his games. Yeah. Or watch these uh, videos. With that being said, let's get right into Freddy Fazbear. Did he like anchovies on his pizza? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cringe, man. <laughs> uh, now... Back in the day, though, nope, that was no. You were just younger. You were you were just younger. <laughs> Your cringe meter wasn't quite calibrated. I may yeah. be cringe, but I am free. I watched a lot of cringy fucking YouTubers when I was younger. I am willing to admit, I was fucking into the Call of Duty YouTube scene, man. They had fucking garbage tier shit. I thought montages were actually unironically cool. (laughs) Call of Duty sniper montages. Oh, God. How's that scene doing on YouTube right now? Hold on. It's It's still going. Montage parodies killed montages. In the same way that Austin Powers killed the, like, jokey James Bond. Like, once you get fucking wrecked like that, you can't go back to it. Parody? I mean, here's the thing. Parody Call of Duty highlight videos are, for all intents and purposes, just Call of Duty highlight videos. But, like, with the, I guess, the undertones of you knowing, like, this is kind of parody. But when everything's parody, nothing is. Oh, God. So, so okay. They're, they're still around. So, I googled Call of Duty headshot montage. Is that fair? That a thing people would look up back in 2012? Sure. Maybe. Uh, top result, 4,000 views. Next result, 179,000 views. After that, 1.1 million. Following that, 24 views. Yeah, man. Oh. I mean, Grizz, Grizz made a video a year ago. Hmm? Grizz, Grizz was the fucking best, man. 
some some of those Grizz montages were fucking obnoxious. Uh, I don't know. Look up ZZIR Grizz. It's Grizz spelled backwards and then forwards. Uh, they're they're they they were the best of them, which doesn't necessarily mean they're good, but yeah. No, once you've watched the Monopoly montage parody, then that that pretty much locks you in. So, uh, yeah. What were we fucking? What were we fucking? Robin Hood! Oh, the fox version or the guy version? Both! Hooray! Oh, wait, no, that's 538. Oh. Five E Fox is from 538, not Robin Hood. Oh! Oh. I I, I don't know if I'd I'd tap Five E Fox, but okay. Wait, the Fox version of Robin? Oh! Disney. Disney animated version. Yeah. I was talking about the app. Ah. I had functional fixedness about the app. But, yeah, I mean, this is actually old news now because we haven't done the podcast mm-hmm. in a long time. But Robin Hood was fucking ordered to pay the largest penalty ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because uh, that's something. They shut down trading and cost customers millions of dollars so that the business that owns them wouldn't go under. <laughs> they, yeah. they fucked the market. Seventy million dollar penalty for uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. Well, it's a slap on the wrist, but the largest penalty ever, I guess, puts it into perspective. Of this is as big as it'll ever get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you literally will never see a penalty of this size, really. Like so, I guess, even though it's tiny. Why does the presumably Robin Hood CEO look like a bad John Lennon impersonator? Yeah, he, he, he does have a look, doesn't he? Yeah. He, so I, I, I thought the CEO daddies, were the Wall Street daddies, were paying him enough to get a decent haircut, but apparently not. No, he's yeah. just like no. you. He's just like all I mean, of him, us. Him and Martin Shkreli are just <laughs> two peas in a pod, huh? And Greg from Succession. <laughs> God damn, uh, fuck, fuck these people. Yeah. I mean, got our money back at least. Hey! Yeah. Well, Lucas did it. Nay! It's okay, I made it back on Coors Light and uh, soon to be making it back on CD Projekt Red. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And I made my money back on AMC and then immediately accidentally lost some of it on Virgin Galactic because I somehow put a order in without realizing it. And that guy's so good at the stock market, literally doing it in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what to say about that. <laughs> I was like, either something really illegal happened... Or I don't know how you fucked up that bad. No. Like those were the two options, and so I was like, I don't really know what to say. I was checking it on the app, and I was looking at like, you know, the cost of the stock and how many shares I could get, and it said, "Do you want to put a trade in?" And I said no, and it must have just saved it anyway. Like I, I must have done like a limit buy, 
I don't fully understand See, but then it. Then you didn't. That's say how you explained no. with me. There's so many steps to put in a limit by. Yeah, like, it's I know. Not just I don't. One I, button. You have to do a lot. I of don't shit know. To put I mean, like I in. I must have just really fucked it up. But like, yeah, last night I was I was messing around with some stuff, looking at buying Virgin Galactic, and I'm like, you know what? No, I I don't want to buy this. I don't think it's gonna go up all that much. And then I woke up this morning and I. It still wasn't there. There was there was nothing there, and then the stock market opened, and immediately it was like you have just bought X amount of shares of space. So, Is that the first thing that you like did this morning? What? Like open up your trading app and? Oh, I I check. Check, I checked it at like seven thirty eight o'clock just. I'm like, oh, I wonder if, like, pre-trading prices on Virgin Galactic are open. And, like, they hadn't opened yet. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I closed it. And then I checked back up again because I was going to just... I was curious to see what, what the stock had gone to when when the market opened. And it didn't go up. And then it's like, oh, you you have lost $120. I'm like, but, but how? I haven't invested like- in anything. But I did. He went into a fugue state, and your third persona emerged. Fucking uh, Big A. (laughs) Big A came out and was like, nah, man, fucking limit. Limit buy this shit. Let's go for it. Let's go crazy. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a white person problem. If I've ever heard one. Oh, well, I accidentally bought too many shares of SPCE. I, a YouTube video that I watched was this uh, tech douchebag um, who coded something that would basically just interact directly with a trading platform and then let his Twitch stream buy stocks, like buy and sell oh. stocks for like an hour. With his money, yeah, with his money, and uh, they he lost a bunch of money originally, but now it's been like months since then, and he's gained like twenty five percent on his portfolio that they assembled. Jeez, <laughs> which just shows you that you just can't go wrong. Like it's fucking it's a hell. fucking scam. Like it's literally random. No one knows anything. Ugh. So, does Stephen A. Smith know anything? No. No? No. I mean, yes. But also, why are we talking about him? Well, I mean, Stephen A. Smith, I mean, just like the rest of the sports talk guys, they're professional bad take makers. Like, it's it's literally their job to say things that are pretty outrageous to then get people talking. But this was just racist. Mm -hmm. This This was not like a, ah fucking Aaron Rodgers is overrated or oh man Odell Beckham is never gonna have a career and he should be put in jail or whatever why why do you keep asking us for more news about Aaron Rodgers leaving like who made this such a big deal as I Adam Schefter yeah no that that was also super fucking cringy (laughs) um but I, we can't overlook the fact that Stephen A. Smith apparently just huge racist, um, <laughs> because they were asking about uh, Shoei Otani, who is 
for all intents and purposes, the face of baseball right now. He He's leading the league in home runs, and he's a pitcher, and a really good one. Yeah, a good pitcher. Yeah, a really good pitcher who is leading the goddamn league in home runs. They put him in as a design as their designated yeah, hitter. He plays designated yeah, hitter. When he, he hits pitch. every single fucking day. Like <laughs> the reason that pitchers don't usually like develop as hitters is because they only hit. They only come to bat like a handful of times a week because they pitch every you know five, six, seven days, depending on the rotation. And then they hit once or twice that game. Shoei Otani is hitting every fucking game, and he's really good. I don't know if that's necessarily the reason that pitchers aren't good hitters. I would say it's more just like the odds of someone being a good enough pitcher to make the MLB, Mm -hmm. and also a good enough hitter to make the MLB are so... It'd be like... The odds of a seven foot six player being good at you know being seven foot mm-hmm. six in basketball and also being the fastest player in the in NBA like it's right. just like the odds are so small. they're, they're not related possible. yeah those, the, but yeah the skills are like almost fundamentally against each other like yeah so yeah it's it's just unbelievable it hasn't it, he's basically so in high school. Like, the pitcher is usually just one of the best athletes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, yeah, they'll also just be a position player when they're not pitching. Uh, He's basically, like, doing the high school dad dick version, but in, (laughs) like, the highest level of competitive baseball, where he's just so much better than everyone else that he kind of does everything. I think they may have done it a couple of times. I'm not positive, but, like, it's definitely something they've been talking about, of that, like, on the days that he's not hitting, just putting him in the outfield. That, like, he's obviously got an arm. He can probably throw it to home plate from the outfield. Obviously, you need to practice a little bit of being an outfielder. But, like, just having him be a position player when he's not pitching so that he can go to bat four times a game. But but anyway, if he was in the NL, yeah, like as long as they got the DH, they don't got to put him out there at yeah, all, baby. That's true. They can just say fuck it, but like, hide him. But anyway, yeah, all this just goes to show that yeah, Shohei Otani is the most fun player to watch in baseball right now, and he's Japanese. He's from Japan, and he speaks in interviews through an interpreter. And Stephen A. Smith doesn't like that. Mm. He said that it's bad for the game, for the face of the league, to be someone who can't speak English. Uh, the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game to some degree. And then he, he kind of went on and then, mm. and then he like clarified himself after all the, all the backlash. He's like, no, you guys totally misunderstood me. What I meant was when you can't speak English and Americans are watching you, you can't appeal to them. <laughs> Right. It's like, he threw that weak-ass yeah. qualifier in. Even during his original argument, he said, like, in this country. Like, as though, like, oh, it's America's fault. It's not me. Yeah. As though there aren't trailblazers who... Everyone's racist, set, just like me. Yeah. As if there aren't trailblazers who set the standard and make America go, like, wait. Hold on. Maybe we can adjust our mode of thinking. And no, instead they need to conform to I, the piece of shit reality that he thinks exists. Like... And yeah. just the fact that we're talking about Shoa Otani as being the hot shit he 100% is in baseball right now goes to prove that Stephen A. Smith is 
talking out of his ass. Like yeah. it. He's like Dirk Nowitzki learned English. Why can't he? Why can't Otani yeah. learn English? Like you can't fucking make someone learn a language. Why? He's 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 from Japan. He he probably does speak some English. I I don't know. He probably does speak a little bit of English. But he speaks through an interpreter. He doesn't want to conversationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't want to conversationally bring it up. My favorite baseball player of all time, Roberto Clemente, uh, could couldn't speak like any English at all when he first came over to the MLB. Yeah, and uh, he used Tommy Lasorda, his manager, as an interpreter, like just because he only spoke Spanish. And then throughout his career, he learned it slowly. And uh, mm-hmm. by the end of his career, he was, you know, pretty fluent. Yeah, and like Yao Ming. Yao Ming couldn't speak English when he first came into the NBA. Like, I mean, it's... I'm sure, like, with people like Dirk Nowitzki and, like, stuff like that, they probably just grew up around the yeah. English language. Like, it's, he's, it's a lot easier to learn when you're probably, like, taught it from the time when you're young. Whereas, like, when you're in an Asian country or maybe in an impoverished, like, country that speaks Spanish or something like that, like, yeah, you're not going to exposed so why the fuck would you speak it so even if you're taking beginner english lessons you're not going to want to take crucial interviews that like make or break your marketability and potentially misstep by saying the wrong thing yeah versus just having an interpreter like and it's really speak directly really common for players to just speak through an interpreter it's just usually they're speaking spanish yeah. In the MLB, like I, I remember Orlando Arcia when he was with the the Brewers. Every time he spoke, he used an interpreter because he he did speak English. He he clarified. I I can speak English, just it's not great. You don't want to say anything that doesn't actually align with your intent, or is inoffensive, or inappro- uh, offensive, or inappropriate. Unless you're Stephen A. Smith, then you yeah. just go for it. That's your goddamn job. Yeah. All right, it doesn't look like we have any memes, which means we're headed into the breakouts, which is what I would say if this weren't the first episode of a new quarter, which means we're headed into Lucas's anime corner. Fucking quarterly anime quarter. It gets you every time, man. He's not even putting it in the planning doc. (laughs) This is, this is long. What the fuck is that? The, the Chainsaw Man TV music. Lucas, Lucas is the editor of this podcast. Yeah. He can, he can insert whatever he wants, but he chooses. Oh, it's still going. What, what was that? <laughs> Chainsaw noises. <laughs> Jesus. No, because again, the editor of the podcast is playing. Playing music directly into the microphone. No, it sounds bad. Oh, he's copy-pasting it. There's a fucking Trojan oh, horse. Oh, no. He Lucas fooled us. held it from the he planning dock. That man tricked you. He just running around pretending he's not going to talk about anime. And then, boom, Lucas anime. Trick y'all. <laughs> Lucas trick y'all. In Times New Roman font, no less. I'm, I'm sorry. I, before you start, I think I'm going to have to ask you to start with this one. Yes. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. That's just, it's porn, right? It's hentai. You know what that's going to be. Yeah, no, be. this is an anime for people who like being stepped on. Oh my god. Yeah. 
like classic nerd fantasy of oh, oh your classic classic fan- we we all you want know, our just, balls crushed it's yeah. just natural you know boy meets girl boy begs girl to stomp on his genitals i mean classic it's classic nerd fantasy shakespeare stuff yeah, I believe it was Odysseus who started the <laughs> the trope of wanting to be stepped on. Yeah, like almost, yeah, stereotypical, like, just a nice guy, anime boy, meets a, a more sexually forward girl, and then hijinks ensue, because she, for some, she for some reason, like, wants to hang out with him, even though he sucks. Oh, man, then, I wonder who wrote this shit. Yeah, wow, I wonder. This is amazing. A 20-something man. 30-something man, maybe. Yeah, Could like be guy any age who, man. A guy who didn't have a great time in high school, more than likely. But yeah, that... I, I, I always have to invoke my favorite webcomic every time your anime corner comes up with the fucking... And he's going to be the biggest, no, fattest, no, ugliest, no, motherfucker you've ever seen on this. And it's just like, nah. <laughs> they always got to make it about them. They always have to put themselves into the story. It's so and cringy, like Acknowledge man. how not cool mm. they are. Yeah, they have to acknowledge how it's almost impossible. It makes no sense. I'm just some loser. But yeah. she, this unbelievable goddess wants to step on me i can't i I can't possibly change who i am in any sort of positive way yeah i just have to happen upon a super hot woman that likes me for no reason i deserve yeah someone who likes me for who they're fucking incels yeah incels god damn it yep oh man yeah if if if, uh japanese Manga, hentai, whatever you do, 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 dojinsu. How do you pronounce? Dojinshi. Dojinshi. Do yeah. If if those artists lived in the United States, they would be mass shooters. Whoa! <laughs> These guys just wow. don't have guns. Which hey, I think <laughs> these guys don't live in American culture and they don't have access to firearms, yeah, you know so what? they don't the, kill a lot of you, people. You need to, you know, people say like, oh, there's gonna be mentally ill men that you know commit mass crimes in some way regardless of if there's guns so no point in getting rid of them look at japan they don't yeah. they don't, they don't <laughs> look at how many and they got some yeah. fuckers <laughs> <laughs> it's lucas's quarterly anime review <laughs> god i da, 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 da. me and andrew always fucking <laughs> we just take over <laughs> we we manage to top ourselves every single time. We manage to shit on it even more. Two of my <laughs> best myself. friends are out here being like, yeah, people who make weird porn, probably school shooters. Like, Jesus <laughs> not, Christ. Not people who make weird porn. Hold mm. on. People who make weird porn who are obviously putting themselves into the story because they're that pathetic and I don't... like literally have nothing else. They have their make-believe perfect ten that loves them for how ugly and fat and lazy they are. You know, I like, don't think you get what the appeal of NTR porn is, but okay. I don't. You're right. You know what? You nailed me, Lucas. I don't get it. I'm sorry. 
I am dumb. You're right. <laughs> I don't understand. You know what? I do kind of have to hand it to you, Lucas. The fact that you're still doing this <laughs> no, every quarter, despite how we just shit on it, yeah. is honestly admirable, and I respect you a lot for it. No, I, I my respect for Lucas grows every time we do a top ten or an anime Lucas sticks to his just... guns and like holds yeah. his convictions like no one I know. It's... Yeah, well, maybe it's that's just me and Andrew versus the world. Like, or no, Lucas versus the world, which is me and Andrew. You know what? Maybe that's why I ended up watching this entire show, because on some level, I'm one of those people who like to be stepped on. I enjoy things near and dear to my heart just being eviscerated because they're garbage like I am. Lucas, we haven't talked about your, your love life that much on the podcast you could find someone to step on, yeah, you, I was, my man. Like you, I bet you, you have if you've wanted. Yeah, I was so gonna say, throw that out don't there. you dare identify with yeah. these people. You're not a loser. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're literally not. Though, hold on, you do realize that's the difference. That's no, yeah, just I'm... the core difference. Lucas, you have the social ability, <laughs> and I've seen it in action to a lesser extent. <laughs> To absolutely pull something like that off. Like, and these guys literally, all they have, you've, you've worked your way up to do that. You've probably looked at yourself, done some introspection, been like, huh, how can I improve myself today? Maybe I'll run eight miles. These guys literally do the exact opposite. They just make up a fantasy world in which they don't have to do anything and just get laid by the girl of their dreams. So, anyways, the long and short of it is... Me and Lucas, or me and Andrew, have more respect for you every single time you do one of these, and stand your ground, <laughs> and uh, have a good time in the face of relentless opposition. <laughs> so, like, this is weirdly tonally. This is a very tonally appropriate conversation for what this anime is, because there's also a whole subplot about like, no, like. This isn't just a fantasy. This isn't just very softcore pornography. This is art. And like any any piece of media that has to be like this deserves to exist is mm, I don't Did know. Did you just but, say this is very softcore pornography? Listen, bros getting stepped on? That's that's softcore now. <laughs> I'm assuming they don't show their genitals being stepped on. But I guess I could be wrong. Nobody in the show actually has sex. There's no nudity. They're having sex. No, they are very... They're getting off on the fact they're getting stepped on. That's the equivalent. Look, man, I know you've seen the toothbrushing scene from that one shit. That you can have sex without having sex. Oh, okay. What? What's the toothbrushing scene from? You know it, Lucas. I'm sure you know I, it. I know the meme. I don't know the actual series. Ah, ah. fair enough. I'll look it up. Will hey. you continue <laughs> yeah, to explain okay. how it's softcore and they're totally okay. not happening? Now we're going to let was, you go. Get, get as far one. as you can before we <laughs> jump back in. Uh, Odd Taxi. Really fun murder mystery. Great ensemble cast. Probably my anime of the season uh, for Q2. Uh, people out here acting like this is one of the first one of these to ever exist, though, and it's like, yeah, this is great, but god, anime fans have short-term memory. Like, fucking Bacano, da-ra-ra-ra, running circles around this shit. That being said, I did very much enjoy it, and uh, the 
the main character walrus guy very he's great a lot of cute designs in this the record of ragnarok anime was so good i read the manga which is even better uh right now buddha who's just kind of a hot stoner i think that tracks i think that tracks with buddhism beating the shit out of like the genesis of sin so that's neat that's a fun time for me uh, Chojin X, new manga from Sui Ishida, the mangaka behind Tokyo Ghoul, is a lot weirder and a lot more morbid than the first one. Good body horror. Dig it. Already talked more about it. More body horror. More yeah. body Didn't have enough body horror. horror in it for me. More but I don't want to see people eating people. I want to see a dude turn into a weird bird, man. That's what I'm about. Who eats people. <laughs> Maybe. You can always just have them turn into a weird bird man, yeah. in addition to whatever body horror you currently have going on. Why not? Yeah, I don't see a problem here. It's just softcore body <laughs> horror. <laughs> anyway, no uh, one's by the way, just really quick. Eaten. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, Nisemeno Gatari is the anime with the toothbrushing scene. I think it is only known for the toothbrushing scene. That is its only claim to fame because we're right over my head. Fair enough. Yeah. Die Dark, talked about it before. Having a great time. There's a new character on there, in there, who's just immortal, but really bad at being immortal. He he gets fucked up a lot and takes him a while to get back to half-decent. Um... Everybody else hates them. Hates the immortal dude. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and then... Dan Dan is from... Uh, Yokinobu Tatsu, a former assistant on the Chainsaw Man manga. It's fucking ridiculous in every way that I love. Uh, boy obsessed with the aliens ends up having his junk stolen by an evil spirit while investigating aliens with a girl who comes from a long line of mediums. Now they have to work together to get his dick back. Maybe fall in love along the way? I don't know. Who the fuck comes up with this shit? You said having his junk stolen, and I laughed like, I'm a child. <laughs> I heard his junk stolen, and I was like, I assumed it was his penis. And then you... No. Yeah. Like, no, not junk as in, like, random garbage. No. no is his, his penis. His penis was stolen. Yeah. Evil spirit took his dick. You gotta get that back. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, if an evil spirit takes your dick, the only thing you can do is hit up a hot girl, fucking yeah, girl medium mm-hmm. who then falls in love with you. Oh, maybe. Even though, even though you've got no dick and you're big and ugly and pathetic <laughs> and not socially adept, I'm sure there will like, be completely hijinks regarding not having a dick and a girl that wants it. <laughs> No, no, he got his dick no, back. No, then you just get out a toothbrush. <laughs> Ten chapters in, he has his dick back. Doesn't have his balls yet, but they're working on that. Oh, they took his balls, too? Oh, yeah. Old kitten caboodle. Okay. Yeah, wow. How the fuck is this Stand allowed? <laughs> like, <laughs> children buy this stuff. Is this allowed? <laughs> <laughs> they need to stop. 
Uh, did you say children read this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, children do a lot of things. I hate that fucking argument. I will, I will back anime in this instance oh and be like, God. no, the fucking th- what someone think about the children? It's like children will do whatever okay, children will do. You know what? We can't got, we got censor ourselves based on kids. You're right. It's absolutely fair. Let me. Not. I'm no, not, here's, not. Here's, no. No. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to... No, I'm about to agree with you, Andrew. Okay. Whatever. I, I think I know <laughs> yeah, what you're no. about to say. I'm not going to say anything about, oh, this is inappropriate. I'm going to say anime and manga can, are not allowed to say that they should be taken seriously when apparently one of the bigger manga coming out is about a dude that gets his dick and balls stolen by a spirit and has to go get it back. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, oh, we shouldn't think about, like, won't someone think about the children? Like, we should think about, like, well, no, there's grown adults reading this. <laughs> this, this material is unfit for everyone. God, like, okay, to be fair, this is one of the bigger manga coming out to me personally. This is very niche. I don't think it even has an official translation yet. Uh, no, manga totally above board. One of the biggest ones right now. My Hero Academia is all about how cops should just be given free reign to do whatever they want like american tv you know yeah true it's about the art speaking truth to power a might 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 have an article in the works about this you'll see you'll all see and one of the cops just doesn't do anything he just like hangs out on his laptop all day like Writing comics, but he still gets a paycheck and has a really hot wife. Yeah, and, and the like, girls love him. This is a pretty him. cool life. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, man, that it's that genre. I think that really triggers it for me. Of like, I just don't think there's that much of an analog because American TV, everyone's just remarkably attractive and good looking. So mm-hmm. it's just like you'll never see like the wow, this guy's pretty schleppy. Like even if they are, they're just an above average looking mm-hmm. person instead of a like unbelievably looking like male model. I guess. So. Uh, yeah. The only thing I can kind of think of is that a lot of Stephen King books are, well, you know, actually no, a lot of Stephen King books are about writers doing pretty well for a while and then things going horribly wrong for them. So there's some, there's a self-loathing element in there that uh, isn't in, isn't in anime and manga for the most part. The, the author's mouthpiece is very much a feature of American fiction, mm-hmm. like 100%, where they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm inserting myself into the story, too, through this character. Like, the famous George R. R. Martin clearly inserting himself as Samuel Tarley, like, just literally one-to-one. It's just, what if George R. R. Martin was 16 and in Game of Thrones? Like, this is what it would be. Um, but it's just, like, Samuel Tarley is kind of a loser who, like, even though, like, he's just kind of good spirited and good natured and like he doesn't get this the hottest like it's not like fucking uh marjorie tyrell like shows up and is just like oh my god sam tarley you just peed your pants i love you (laughs) like it's you know like he does get stuff but it's through like kind of like fumbling into it and then like because he's a good person and is trying to improve himself and cares about everyone around him He's not some loser. But his <laughs> wife ends up being a woman who, hey, you're a nice guy. And also, like, 
the first dude I've met who doesn't want to fuck me and is also my dad, so we can make this work. <laughs> exactly. That that if that was the anime, sure. But <laughs> like you like you outlined, it's always no. It's like the hottest girl at school is into me. It's an anime. <laughs> like, like that it credits, you know, like cut to the opening theme song. Like it's just that's the framing device. Yeah, they're there's too much male fantasy in anime. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. I will readily admit that. But, but, but is it? So maybe this is bad on me. Yeah. Maybe this is my own judgmentalness coming through. There's so much male fantasy in American fiction, but at least the protagonists aren't like <laughs> insertions of these fucking losers. Like you know, like they're. They're the best of us. They're they're what men are quote unquote supposed to strive yeah. are they, for. Right. Like, is it even still if it's, like a harmful stereotype? Yeah, even if yeah. it's toxic yeah. Yeah. and not good, at least like it's they, these men are better than you are. Like you're supposed to strive to be better so that you can be like this guy. Something about that type of fiction is so like. No, don't do anything, man. Sit in your basement, and one day a magical fairy will come, and she'll be really hot, and like you just live there, and it's just like I guess I don't know, man. It's, it's no, fun. no, no. And I think, but then a part of that fantasy in a lot of anime manga is just like, but then the dude gets there by the end, you know. I guess like is the I don't process see that. of him being a I, part of it. No, yeah, you're because you're tapping out at episode one, rightfully. I'm not tapping in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is all cultural osmosis, baby. Right. This is all... Boy, I'm finding this trope a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm assuming they go on some level mm-hmm. of hero's journey. Otherwise, it's not even really a story, but... Right. No, yeah. I... We... Third... Anime manga... I think this metaphor will hold up. Start out in the Hercules movie. Like, they are... They're, they're, they're like skinny Hercules. They're like wimpy, doesn't have like really super strength yet Hercules... Then it goes through Hercules getting there, whereas a lot of American TV, I think, nah, this is a fucking cock diesel Hercules right from the get-go. I guess, yeah, maybe that's just Americans, you know? Yeah. But, like, I think it's the aspect of them, they always get the girl before they go on that journey. (laughs) Or, like, they have the inn, like, this is, is the childhood friend, like, you're not... Right. Yeah. The girl's into them for no apparent reason. And then, yeah, maybe they come around to des- quote-unquote deserving them. But, like, in American fiction, it's like if the guy, even if he's, like, this hot shot, whatever, the woman doesn't isn't into him at first because, like, he has to go on that journey right. for her to end up being into him. And I will say, uh, I know that it's like this in the Disney version of Hercules I don't think in the myth Hercules no, was ever Hercules. like a skinny loser. I think he was always yeah. like the greatest warrior. And then they're like, "Go conquer some shit." I, <laughs> I think it, Hercules was just a dude at one point. The like, I think Hercules had a training arc. I think that's right. Yeah, but he was the son of a god. Yeah. I think he well, was half god. I don't think I don't know if there was like an actual training arc. I think it was just, oh man, this Hercules, he's always been the strongest. And it's because his dad is Zeus. What if you go kill a lion? What if you go kill a hydra? What if you go kill seven other monsters or whatever the fuck? Lion, Hydra, uh Golden Capture the Golden Hind of Artemis. Capture the Aramanthian boar. 
Clean the Aegean stables in a single day. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. One of these things, not like he's the other. Kill- yeah. He's killing the shit. And then they're just like, go muck the stables. Yeah, no, he, he's he like, got Tom Sawyer the there in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle. Someone's like, mm, I sure do love shoveling shit. And he's like, oh, God, that looks kind of cool, man. Yeah. And then it goes right back. Slay the... Stymphalian birds, capture the Cretan bull, steer the Maris of Diomedes, obtain the girdle of Hippolyta. Like, <laughs> what? Whoa, that one's getting a little racy. Yeah, no, just go on a panty raid. <laughs> <laughs> File my taxes. Hercules is Mr. Krabs. <laughs> We're not going to be able to air this adventure on Paramount Plus, Hercules. Yeah. Fucking Apollo is just like, oh, I guess you're gonna miss the panty raid. <laughs> that actually, that tracks. Apollo would be that asshole. <laughs> uh, all right, I've been talking way too much about my shit. What are you guys checking out in the breakouts? Um, I started playing Metro Exodus on the PlayStation Ooh. 5. Oh. It won't count, though, I guess, according to our rules for the end of the year list. <laughs> Which is fair. I just have nothing else. I have nothing. I mean, I... Oh. I don't even have movies. Oh. Yeah, I... Or TV shows. I, 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 I have no really. movies. I have no movies on my list. Um, I don't know that I have any TV shows, man. I'm pretty bad right now. I have one TV show. No, well, no, two TV shows because Rick and Morty. Um, oh yeah, Rick and Morty. Um, and then I have Resident Evil as my video game. One more than me. Yeah, hey, we may have to change the rules a little bit. Anyway, um, Metro <laughs> Top Fives. Metro Exodus on PlayStation Five. I played the first two Metro games. For the first time last year on my PC. And I got this one on sale. This is like the the third in the trilogy. And it's it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. It's like surprisingly in-depth compared to the other games. Which were just a first-person shooter. Made by a very small group of people that cared a lot about a book. And wanted to like put that world into a video game. And then this is a triple-A video game. Um, There's a lot of features. There's, like, several sections that are each basically, like, mini open-world games. And then you travel on your train to the next one in the story. Um, Glitchy as fuck. Really bad English voice acting. So, you know, it kept the the stuff, some stuff from the old games. Um, I, I assume that the original voice acting is done in Russian. Because it's a Ukrainian mm-hmm. team, and the books and the games take place in Russia. But yeah, it's, it's fun. Very atmospheric. Very hard. Good time. Um, you're, You got the collection, right? No. Oh, oh well, okay. When I, when I played the first two last year, I got the collection. Cause That's they, right. They, okay. they remastered the first two games, and then like around the same time released Metro Exodus on the PlayStation 4 and the PC and uh, whatever the fuck the old Xbox was called. And then uh, just a couple weeks ago, they upgraded it to next gen. Brad? Yeah. And okay. I 
Cool. What, um, is this, is there a flavor of like post-apocalypse for this one? Or is it pretty standard, like early onset, not quite to Mad Max territory, but getting Oh, no, it's late. It's like, oh, okay. Um, okay. The, the plot of the Metro series is, you know, nuclear apocalypse. Um, the residents of Moscow fled to the subways, which, you know, doubled as nuclear shelters. Like that's literally how the Metro in Moscow was designed to be a, a shelter in case of a nuclear bomb. And then over the course of like 20 or 30 years, People just live down there in the subway. And then, oh, monsters, you know, mutants and shit, and magical stuff going on because of the horrors of the whole world dying at once. And then, um, like, the surface is covered in, like, ice and radiation, and you have to, like, use a gas mask that actually has a timer, and you have to get more gas mask shit in order to survive outside of the subway. Um, and then this game is, they find out that the, the rest of the world is not dead, that their communications were just being jammed, and they leave the metro to go explore the rest, the rest of Russia. Which is still fucked up, but not as bad as Moscow was, because Moscow was hit the hardest. Okay. That sounds very cool. Cannot wait for updates as you play through that. Uh, what is Rear Window? Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, fuck me. I'm uncultured. Okay. I mean, I saw it for the first time two days ago. So, not gonna harp on you. Yeah, really good. I I liked it a lot. Um, Jade also had not seen it. <laughs> she never... T- I thought she was in... She was. <laughs> and she just... She had to skip that one because of work schedules and then had to kind of fake her way through the class a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the cinematography was great, but couldn't get over the sexist undertones. <laughs> just, yeah, just very general, like, this is gonna, this is gonna hit no matter what. <laughs> not with that professor. Bro, that professor, like, not very up on... The like feminism. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not up back on to me. the yeah. feminism. Yeah. Well, she was like a woman. She was born <laughs> in Russia, and she came over, and she had to be told that in the movie Marnie, there's a very graphic rape scene because she didn't think it was rape. Oh my god! Because they were married, and it's just like, no, that was a remarkably graphic depiction of rape. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Professor. Oh, we were calling people out oh, now. Oops. Oh, yeah, maybe shit. I shouldn't have... <laughs> yeah. Oh, going to have to add a sensor beat to that one. Uh, what is the general plot of Rear Window, and how does it rank against the other uh, Hitchcockian? <laughs> Can I participate? Can we go beat yeah, for beat? Yeah, for absolutely. So here's it. the thing. I have not seen many Hitchcock movies. I've seen Psycho and Rear Window, and I know I've seen one other Hitchcock movie but I don't remember what it was or anything about it. I just remember Vertigo. I think I've seen part of Vertigo. Uh, North by Northwest. I get, I don't remember. It was it was. A, I recommend North by Northwest if you like some of these. By the way, North by Northwest is my okay. favorite. Oh. I I remember watching it. I was a kid. I I I watched it on like TCM, and then like right. my mom was like, "Oh, if you liked 
that movie you would like other like Hitchcock's other movies I'm like who's Alfred Hitchcock and she's like oh that was the director I liked the birds Mm. and vertigo um yeah not a fan of the birds birds does not hold up as well um anyway um so basic basic plot is that there's a photographer who has a broken leg due to an accident when he was taking a shot and he's okay, I know this one now. Yeah, he's stuck in his apartment, and he his, passes the time just by, like, looking out of his window and watching, basically, eat, like, being a nosy neighbor on all of his neighbors, and then sees some specific, like, suspicious shit, and, like, it just kind of, like, gets in his brain. He's like, I, I think someone just fucking got murdered. <laughs> and then trying to then prove it by spying on the neighbors. And that's that's what happens. Yeah. Um, and there's twists. Kind of. Mm, very twisty. So this has been parodied now by everything from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends to Family Guy. Um, is he actually? It had a soft reboot in um, Disturbia uh, on Netflix. Oh. oh. No, uh, the woman in the window. Me and Angel watched. Oh, really? It. Huh. It's literally. It's just the same oh. movie. Okay, so it's it's not a soft reboot. It's just taking the idea. They, yeah, they they're paying direct homage. They open the movie with a shot of her watching Rear Window. Oh, so like, they're like, "Well, we're just yeah, we're just playing around with the concept." But it's like, yeah, you're just borrowing the entire movie. Uh, um, I guess then. <laughs> Uh, is there actually a murder? Uh, and then is this? Spoiler? Yeah, I think you're gonna want to see this movie. It, I, I think well, it really I, okay, held up. My, it's good. My follow-up question was going to be, and I think you had watched, uh, was it Psycho earlier in the year, or you you had talked about another Hitchcock film previously where you had said, yeah, I, I watched Psycho like, like early in the pandemic. Yeah, uh, and you had said that. The fact that the plot of this movie is so ubiquitous to the point of being tropey kind of ruined that experience for you. Did did, did that prove true for Rear Window, or does does it hold up? I, I think it I think it holds up. And again, it, it what my opinion on Psycho wasn't that it doesn't hold up. It's that it had been parodied and like talked about so much that even though I went in not knowing the plot of Psycho, I very quickly put it together. I'm like, oh, th- all of that stuff that I've seen before comes from this. And because mm-hmm. of that, I then knew how Psycho would play out. Um, yeah. And so it, it took a lot of, way- of it away from me. Rear Window is a little different because, I mean, to, to an extent, the summary that you would see on the back of the DVD, a photographer with a broken leg stuck in his apartment passes the time by watching his neighbors. When he thinks that he might have seen a murder, he tries to prove it. I mean, that's that's it. Like, nothing really was spoiled for me watching the movie. I, I think it's just how it was executed that made it well, or made it good. Fair. Now, Ryan, you're, you're an fair. actual expert. I mean, I would draw comparisons to Knives Out. Lucas, you, you said you don't even care about spoilers, so I'm not going to try to, like... I'm not going to directly spoil it, but I'll definitely, like, talk around concepts that could alter your viewing experience. I think it's very similar to Knives Out in that it sets you up to think a thing, mm-hmm. 
and then kind of dashes those those expectations. So you're like, oh yeah, that was twisty. But then it comes right back around. And you're like, oh shit, what the fuck? Right. Like it catches you completely by surprise by meeting your expectations. <laughs> like it's 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 a fun it's a fun ride. Yeah. Like it's. It's a good old time. I'm not the biggest fan of James Stewart. Every time I see James Stewart in a Hitchcock movie, I'm like, I wish it was just Cary Grant because yeah. Cary Grant is just James Stewart with charisma. So, so you, yeah. James, you just got gotted, James Stewart. James Stewart is Jimmy Stewart, right? Like when, okay, yeah. I'm just making sure his, that the his same real person. name is James. I know. Stewart. I'm just making yeah. sure they're the same person. Jimmy is like a diminutive nickname. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just I had always heard of him referred to as Jimmy Stewart. Probably by me and Ian because oh. I think me and Ian primarily refer to him as that because of the epic rap battle of history, which had all the directors, <laughs> and I think it was Steven Spielberg's verse where he says, "You you produce Jimmy Stewart making one of two faces," <laughs> which is pretty accurate. Yeah. He's not. He's really not spectacular. No. But the movie, I would argue, isn't really about him. It's about like yeah, the narrative device that's happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. His, yeah, his his girlfriend, Cary Grant. Uh, wait, is it Cary Grant? I thought I thought it was something else. No, Cary Grant is a man. Oh, wait, then Cary Grant is the lead of like North by Northwest and uh, Vertigo and uh, no, not Vertigo. Uh, North by Northwest and um, I don't know, like his girlfriend. Oh, Grace Kelly is who I'm thinking of. I don't know. Ah, Grace Kelly. You said Cary Grant, and then that got in my head. Um, Isn't she a princess? Yeah, she she's is. She's one. she's the princess of Monaco. <laughs> She married the fucking Prince of Monaco. Um, Hell yeah. She was really good in the movie, I thought. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I will say... everyone was good except for James Stewart. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that I will say about the movie that made me go like, okay, what? Like, there is a scene towards the end of the movie where he's spying on the neighbors, and they're like, oh, his girlfriend's going to go pilfer through the suspect's apartment. And then they're like looking at the apartment below hers and there's a woman about to commit suicide she and and there's a nurse standing next to him his nurse he's like what is she doing he's like and she takes binoculars and looks she's got enough name a drug to like knock out half of arkansas and then she like pours them on her table starts writing a letter and they and then they just look away like ah whatever and then, and then they come back to it a couple minutes later because she hasn't died yet. And they're like, oh, I guess you were wrong about her. She didn't fucking commit suicide. And then a couple minutes later, they see her with the pills. They're like, oh my God, she's going to kill herself. Call the police. Like they acknowledged it. Not like, oh, what is she doing? I don't know. It, like, they, like, oh, she's going to fucking kill herself. Whatever. So if that we talked about it a lot in my class about Alfred Hitchcock is that there's this it's suspense versus surprise right like yeah, in yeah. suspense you know something narratively that the characters don't so you are watching in horror of something that you know is coming and it's unavoidable and so you're just like on pins and needles like holy shit his his the best representation of this which will still make your palms fucking sweat is this short film that he did. It was one of the few films that he directed for Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which is like a TV show mm-hmm. that was full of short films um, about this kid with a gun. And that's it. The kid thinks he has a toy gun, but it's his dad's real gun. 
and he's going around town with a real gun that has bullets in it and you're just like fuck like and all these like pulling it out and like running around and doing and it's just like fuck it's unavoidable i want this all to stop i'm on pins and needles like and then like surprise would be yeah like no yeah well look there's that woman oh she's she looks sad and then cutting away versus like no, she's got a buttload of drugs. I wonder what's going on. Well, there's more important stuff. We gotta pay attention to my girlfriend. And then the viewer's like, "Wait, what the fuck? What, what was going on down the what?" what? Look, I I understand. You know, Hitchcock's bomb theory. It's been done to death and all that kind of stuff. But like, it wasn't that we as the viewer saw it and the other people didn't understand it or didn't see it. They saw it, explained to the audience. That's this drug. She's gonna die. And and then and then they're like, eh. and then kept looking, and it wasn't that something else got in the way at that point. And then later on, they're like, oh my god, I just fucking figured it out. <laughs> She's gonna kill herself. It, they, I don't know. I listen, man. I think they had to telegraph it a lot more. Maybe the ideal of like suicide by pills wasn't quite as mainstream, mm-hmm. so it was like. I don't know. And the the suspense leading up to that of like seeing the inner turmoil this woman was going through and kind of and then like seeing her like starting to write a note you're like oh fuck like you you as the audience know before the characters know but then the characters know I don't know if they were supposed to know I think you read it as them knowing cuz you're able to do the simple I, math I guess but... Maybe Hitchcock had to telegraph it a little bit extra. And Maybe. You, it clicked, but for the audience, it's just more like, no, oh, they don't They don't get it. Like, they're just being stupid. So, yeah. I, listen, man, they are there to solve a murder, and that murder, open and shut. We know who did that one. The woman did. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get the <laughs> guy one the floor cops above. After, <laughs> yeah, after the suicide, just like, well... I know who did it. <laughs> and that's the important part, right, police? <laughs> um, all right. I think that will take us to the group chat. I know we're getting a little long in the tooth on this one, but I uh, feel like you guys didn't like the most recent episode of Rick and Morty as much as I did. No. No? I haven't liked any of the episodes of Rick and Morty this season, except for the first one. Oh. Yeah. Here's the did. thing. I've sided with you on the last two, Lucas. I ha- I did genuinely like... The Planetina episode, just like you, even though Ryan didn't. And I, I thought the the decoy episode was fine. I didn't think it was mm-hmm. the best ever. I thought it was decent. This one was bad. <laughs> this, this one fucking sucked. Just so gross. And, like, yeah. that was the whole joke. That stuff was kind of gross. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it'd be one thing if there was if gross it was, stuff if it happening. Was funny. And then, yeah. But it's just like, oh, Morty fucked a horse masturbator a lot. Now his cum is monsters. And then... See, but that... Yeah. The first part was funny. I was ready for that to be a fun framing device that they dropped and moved on to the actual plot. Mm -hmm. But it was the actual plot. Yeah, it was the whole thing. And that was the whole joke, is that he's got monster cum. Yeah, that that was the one joke. And, like, there were... There were a couple of moments, obviously, that I laughed throughout the episode because just some stuff is so odd and grotesque that you can't help but laugh. But, like, a lot of it was just like, oh, God. You watched it with me, Lucas. I don't yeah. know if I laughed. I, um, I, don't, I don't know if I had a laugh in there. 
And then just the end, the incest baby and like launching it into space and why? It wasn't funny. They just did it because it would make you go, ugh, I don't like that. I mean, it, mm. yeah, you know what? Not top tier Rick and Morty by any means. I thought this was a pretty decent, pretty fun alien parody. And Alien parody? Alien parody. Or not alien, uh, Independence Day. Like that it, style it was called of... Rick Dependence Spray, but I don't really know if it was that much like Independence Day. Yeah, I don't know if it was one to one. Okay, but then I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be honest. The stuff with Blazing got me. It got me really good. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> Once again, a funny bit. Did look at that. that. That's that works as a bit, not yeah. as a constant. <laughs> Like, this is the humor of the, the episode. I'm not going to gamble with you on human lives. But, like, if I did, that dude's totally living the longest, Yeah, right? and see, like, that was funny. That was funny. That was really funny. And then it would have been hilarious if he would have died instantly. <laughs> like, before... And then all the other Marines, like, lived with him. Like, wow, like, we That would have been fucking we wrong. Cool. And, like, the whole thing, like... And I did not like the scene where Blazin just turned out to be a fucking weirdo. Like... Because that went on for too long, and it was kind of like the rest of the episode. Just like, they're just doing it because it's not cool. Mm. But, like, the Rick saying, like, oh, man, we totally read this guy wrong. Like, that that was funny. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. The cum. It was too much, So much man. cum. Uh, and that was just the whole thing. <laughs> how how in the world is that is that writer's room gender balance? Like... Oh. Come on, women! Please, please save us from episodes about monster yeah. semen. And them putting please. the like feminist stuff in there of like, oh man, like we have so we lame. have the smart ideas and the men aren't listening. Surrounded by an episode that's just a cum joke, it doesn't work. <laughs> I wanted a scene of uh, them riding riding the sperm. Like, like, uh, God, what, what did they think they were referencing? I don't remember. And it was just like, that's what we built the episode around. And it was like, fuck. How? How, Dan Harmon? How is that an episode idea for you? Yeah. (laughs) Literally, like, fucking goddammit. I feel like we have interdimensional cable coming up or an interdimensional cable like, and hopefully that'll get things back on track. I don't know. Yeah. Not lately for me. Fair. Fair. I pretty above average season of Rick and Morty for me so far, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't rewatched Rick and Morty very much yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Maybe some of it's rose colored glasses, but I do think I remember seasons like two and three being just nonstop bangers. But mm-hmm. maybe that's just nostalgia. Right. Yeah, I feel like season two, the stinker that everyone identified is Interdimensional Cable sequel, which still has golden moments that people absolutely reference as part of the Interdimensional Cable lore without realizing it's part of the sequel that they hated. Like People laugh so yeah. when penises are big. They laugh when they are small. I am so-and-so penis, such-and-such dick. Yeah. And we, we thought of Werner Herzog when we were staring down the eyes of a 
cold, calculating predator that held no regard for human life. Full circle. I, Andrew, I broke down for a second after we were in the safe zone. As the thought came back into my mind, Werner Herzog listening to that tape of that man being killed by oh bears. And thinking, you should never listen to this. <laughs> and like, that could have been us. I could have been, could have been us. We would not have died, personally. One of you might have, but that probably would have been it. Well, they wouldn't have gone for us, man. No, we were... As bad as it is. We... we that one of those kids was in danger. Uh, the full-grown men were not in danger. I, I spe- yeah. 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 Kick. That was our tour guide's first, first tour back since the pandemic. Yeah. 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 He made a big deal. He's like, I might be a little rusty, but it's my big return. Sees the bear, lights a cigarette, walks away. <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> this. You know, sees the bear just walks off the cliff. Just <laughs> like, right, now, now this is ruined. <laughs> Don't have anything left. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 149 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, where we have some fabulous highlight clips. Email us your questions, business opportunities, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Act blue link in the description if you want to help a collection of great progressive causes. We have a Patreon where you can support us and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast. And follow me on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing at Lucas DeWriter. Thank you all again so much for listening. Good luck with whatever you have going on this week. <laughs>